welcome to the Dogs with Devin podcast, where you can learn the best ways to become the perfect pup parent. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of Dogs with Devin. My name is Devin, and I am super excited for today. I am here with Yukiko, who is a foster dog mom, and we're going to be diving into the life of a foster dog parent. I'm excited to have Yukiko here today. Thanks. I'm happy to be here talking about fostering. It's an awesome topic. I know a lot of people who uh, are in the dog world kind of have a little bit of an understanding about, you know, the foster system, but for most people, it's kind of a vague thing. They don't know much about it. So I'm excited to help people, help a lot of people learn about it and maybe see if it's a, you know, the right fit for them just because it is, you'll learn today in this episode that it's definitely a lot more work than you maybe expected. Um, so, so first question, right? Like how long have you been involved in the foster world? Uh, you know, when did you start doing the foster dog thing? So I think my very first foster dog was back in January of 2015. So it's been a little over four years. And in that time, I think we fostered just over 30 dogs. So it hasn't been constant, um, but just whenever I'm able to, I like to try and foster a dog. Yeah, 30 dogs though, that's, that's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of dogs coming in and out of your house. Um, wh- what made you decide to get involved in the foster dog world? So I think I can attribute it to Kevin, who's our senior, well, one of our dachshunds that, um, we rescued. So he was the first dachshund and the first dog ever that I rescued. And um, I was just looking, I think on Pet Finder and found this description of a dog that I thought would be a really good match for my Samoyed Russell, who I already had. Um, And it was through a really small organization down in Southern Utah called Wagon Train Rescue. Um, And that was the first time I really thought too much about rescue organizations and we ended up going driving three hours or whatever it was to go down and get him, and he was a handful. He came from a really a really rough past. He was abused and neglected and had a lot of behavioral issues, but we loved him right away. Lots of bloody hands, right? I feel like I've heard those stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would bite lots of uh, feces all over the place at the vet. They in had hidden a... <laughs> places too, right? Isn't that kind of um, a signature thing? Yeah, that. Well, he would do it out in the open too. Um, <laughs> And he really didn't trust men. So my husband would try to pick him up for the first probably like three months. He would just pee all over him, try to bite his hands. It was, it was rough at the beginning, but we loved him. And, um, once we started learning more about rescue organizations and dogs in need of rescue and how many dogs there are that just get given up, get euthanized, you know, every year, I think after that, we just knew we wouldn't be able to go back to non-rescue. No, that, that makes sense. That's an awesome experience. I feel like for a lot of people with, you know, whether it's, you know, becoming a dog parent or becoming involved in fostering or rescuing, it's like, usually you had one dog that kind of like started it all, like kind of tugged on your heartstrings and then yeah. just, you know, yeah, you can't go back to not helping as many dogs as possible. That's awesome. Um, so on the kind of flip side, right? What's been the most difficult part? I mean, you talked about, you know, a lot of them probably come in with, you know, different behavioral issues. They've been abused. There's been, you know, different, you know, difficulties that, that they've had. What's been the hardest part uh, for you and your family with being 
uh, a foster family for dogs? Um, I think actually the hardest part might be more, so I'm a really big introvert. And so it's pretty involved to be a foster dog parent. It's not just hanging out with a dog all the time. Like you have to market them. You have to go out to events and you have to call and interview potential applicants and um, do home visits with some of these organizations, uh, kind of be an advocate for your dog. And uh, I, I just wasn't used to going around and talking to people. And I don't like sharing a lot on social media, but I would start sharing uh, the dogs I was fostering to try to get them like marketed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for me as an introvert, that was probably the hardest part. Um, and then, like you said, sometimes there are little behavioral issues and um, that can be a challenge, but it's also really rewarding to yeah. be able to see their improvement and help them thrive in a loving home. So on, on that note of you know seeing the improvement, I know you talked about the training and the behavior. Uh, I know a lot of the dogs that you guys get in, uh, we were talking before we were recording, you know, it's a lot of wiener dogs and a lot of them are <laughs> overweight. Um, so like, what, what do you guys do or like, what's your process when a dog comes in? What do you do to try to like improve their quality of life? Basically, what, what are some things that you guys like do? Do you have like kind of a list of things or like specific areas you focus on or what do you do to improve their life? Yeah, it kind of just depends on the dog and just the specific needs of the dog. And we also know ourselves and what kind of dog we're best able to help. And so I don't, you know, I don't get like border collies typically or really energetic or dogs working breeds that need a lot. Um, Because I know just with work schedules and lifestyle, I'm not really able to be the best foster home. So I gravitate towards the older senior dogs, kind of the... More mellow. (laughs) Yeah, the mellow, (laughs) the fat ones that need to lose (laughs) some weight, like the one I have right now. Um, And so... I think the most important thing to improve, I mean, just by fostering a dog, you're already improving their quality of life. Cause yeah. most of these dogs, they were found as strays and like on the side of a street or they were in shelters and their time was almost up in the shelters or they were in a home where they weren't wanted anymore. And so we call those owner surrenders. And um, so a lot of times, you know, if there are big family changes like a divorce or a baby, in the family, um, then the dog kind of gets pushed to the side and then these dogs get given up and end up um, in rescue. So just by having a loving home where they're wanted, um, I think that's a really easy way to improve their quality of life. And then obviously being aware of any health needs, which the rescue organizations will try to will try to tell you. So like the one that we have right now, Lady, she's about six pounds overweight. So and for a wiener dog, it, it shows. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of, for sure. Yeah. She looks like she just was like stuffed into a can and then like <laughs> pulled out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then you're motivated then to go on more walks and longer walks and you monitor them. We're weighing her every week um, and trying to feed her good quality food and limit her the portions and all that. So it just depends on the dog, but just having a loving home is the most important thing. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, it, it's one of those things that like we don't talk a whole lot about because, you know, we focus so much on like our dog's behavior problems or, you know, what food they're eating. And there's always like a lot of confusion and it feels like there's a million things you need to buy. But, you know, a lot of time it's like you said, dogs just need some attention. They need some love. Like they need, they're very, 
they are man's best friend, right? And, and, and like, we always say that, but it, it's so much deeper because it's like, they need our companionship as well. They need our, our time and our effort. And I think that's, that's something that I try and talk a lot about on podcasts or whatever it is, is that like, sometimes you need to just like, take a step back from worrying about like, oh, my dog's barking or my dog jumps on people and just like, remember, like, I just need to have some time with my dog, like give him, give him a good experience. So I really, really like that. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite part? I know you've probably party, whoa, <laughs> probably party, uh, probably touched on a couple of, of those things, but like, what, what's like, uh, the most rewarding or, or your favorite part of why do you continue to be a foster foster parent you're not a foster but a foster parent. <laughs> yeah uh well it's yeah it's so rewarding um well one of the things I love most is I've just loved dogs like been obsessed with dogs ever since I was a little kid yeah uh, my parents wouldn't get me a dog when I was little so I just had all the stuffed animals I would get dog calendars and like pull out the pictures and plaster them as wallpaper in my room. <laughs> so awesome. I was like, when I'm an adult, I'm going to have all the dogs. Yeah. And obviously you can't really do that and be a responsible dog parent. Right. Um, but fostering is a way for me to interact with and have and help a lot of dogs without becoming a dog hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, I think the best thing, but the most rewarding part obviously is being able to find the perfect fit for um, for your foster dog so um, you know that you that it's just a temporary place with your foster home um, but when you find a home that you just know like you meet a family and they just seem perfect for your dog um, it's really really rewarding that's my favorite part that's awesome that sounds like a pretty powerful experience to have each time it happens to know that they're going to somewhere hopefully they're going to stay forever and, and be happy yeah. so I'm sure there's some people listening who, you know, have considered being a foster dog parent or helping with rescues or fosters. So what would be maybe one or, you know, a couple pieces of advice that you would give to someone who's considering becoming a foster dog home? Like, you know, whether it's, you know, how, like, how do you prepare your home? How do you prepare yourself? How do you know if you are a good fit for being a foster dog home? It's kind of a, kind <laughs> yeah, of a loaded a question there, but like, yeah. Um, well, first, you could just, just do research in your local area um, and find out, you know, there might be a humane society or a lot of other local rescue organizations. Um, start following them on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Check out their website. See if they seem like an organization that you could see yourself at. And they're always looking for foster parents. And so you can contact them. It'll usually require submitting an application because um, they want to make sure that their dogs are only going to good right. good foster homes, right? right? Um, and so there is an application to fill out. Um, you, it is, it can be quite a bit of work. I don't want to scare anyone away from it, but it's right. not just you know playing with puppies all day. Like you have to yeah. proactively um, do the work to help better your dog's chances of getting adopted and finding the right home for your dog. Um, and you, it doesn't like, I fostered with a lot of different organizations. I haven't just stuck to one cause I know, um, I just know myself and my husband and our, and our home life and what we're able to handle. And so some organizations have been a little more intense, yeah. um, and have had a little more protocol or, um, 
it, it's, or it's been harder to market them because they've been smaller organizations. So you have to do a lot more yourself. Like yeah, if it falls they on your shoulders. Exactly. Mm. Um, and then other ones are bigger and they already have a huge audience. And so as soon as your dog gets posted on their Instagram page, like you'll get calls and applicants yeah. sent to you. Um, I kind of forget what your question no, was. No, 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 that, that was perfect <laughs> advice. I mean, the, the original question was, you know, how do you know if it's a good fit, if you're a good fit to be a foster home? And I, I think you hit it on the head, just like making sure that you're prepared to do the work, knowing that it, it in a sense, it's it's kind of like a job, right? Like it's kind of like having like a part-time job or a side hustle type thing, right? Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's time, it's effort. It's not all like, yeah, playing with puppies and just rolling around in the grass. I mean, I'm sure there's some of that, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this is awesome. I, I'm super stoked we were ha- able to bring you on the podcast. I hope I hope that a lot of people are able to find some value in this. I mean, if you're, like Yukiko was saying, if you are interested in becoming a foster dog parent, you know, do a Google search for, you know, foster organization and then your city, whatever it is. And I'm sure you'll find tons of options. Uh, you know, even, yeah, like Yukiko said, browse through Facebook, Instagram, uh, it can be a really great experience to, you know, help, help other dogs to find their forever homes and, uh, and, and to get into better situations. And I think, you know, that that's, what's important to remember, right. About, about like the foster world is, you know, a lot of these dogs are coming from tough situations. And so if, if you are capable, if you're able to help them, I think it's a super, super powerful way to just improve the dog world everywhere. Cause there's a lot of dogs that just need a little extra love, need a little extra help. So thanks again for coming on. It was, it was awesome to have you. I hope, I hope that you enjoyed it. I know it's like a little <laughs> nerve wracking a little bit, but you did, you did awesome. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Of course, I forgot. Of course. So even if you're not in a position to be able to foster a dog in your own home, um, there are still a lot of other opportunities to get involved and help these rescue organizations as well. Like um, helping to put on adoption events or helping with transport or um, there's even something called being a temp foster where y- you just watch another foster parent's dog while they're out on vacation or okay. whatever. And so it's not as long of a time commitment if you're looking for a way to ease into it. Um, they also need people to go and help walk dogs at events. So yeah, just reach out um, to your local rescue organization and there's always a lot of different ways that you can help. Awesome. Great advice again. And and thank you all listeners for, for coming on and listening to this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to uh, leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe so that you can hear all the new episodes that we have coming out. Uh, and, and share this. If you know, I'm sure you know someone who's thought about becoming a foster dog parent or wants to be more involved. So share this with them so they can get the awesome advice that Yukiko's given to us. And above all, just uh, go out and love your dog.